it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Fenway Rundown, the premier podcast for all things Boston Red Sox. No people harp on the last place thing, but essentially what's important is the record. If the Red Sox want people to start thinking the ownership cares, then maybe they should talk. This is the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live. Here are your hosts, Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam. First Fenway Rundown of the Week and the last one from our first stop in Fort Myers. I'm Chris Cotillo here with Sean McAdam and our third player guest in the last week or so, Trevor Story, joins the podcast today. Thought Trevor was excellent, a lot of talk about leadership, what he hopes to bring to the Red Sox in 2024 and more. Again, we have plenty of coverage, as always, on the site, on the podcast, and on our Fenway Rundown Insider Text. Been busy the last few days posting the lineups before anyone has them, talking about Alex Cora's takeaways from his media sessions on a daily basis, and any news you hear there first. Sean, tell the good people how they can find that and how they can subscribe. It's quite simple, Chris. All you have to do is text the word JOIN to 617-751-6257 and then click the link to subscribe. That comes with a free 14-day trial period. After that, a $4.99 monthly charge will appear, and you will never be so happy to pay your credit card bill. It's the final Fenway rundown of our first tour down here at Red Sox Spring Training. You heard from Kenley Jansen, Lucas Giolito. Today in the hot seat is Red Sox shortstop Trevor Story, fresh off your first uh, exhibition game of the spring. How do you say it went? How are you feeling? And uh, if opening day was tomorrow, you'd be ready, right? <laughs> no, nah, man, that's why we have spring. So I'm excited to uh, obviously get all those first things out of the way, you know, just uh, the nervousness, the, the excitement. Um, good to work through those things. And um, like I said, get the first out of the way. So uh, happy with how it went today. And I got some good swings off and uh, got one ball in the infield. So it was a good start. First thing I'll ask, just you know, you guys have talked, you emerging as a leader, which we'll get to, about this camp being different competition, you know, guys really competing for spots, competing in everything they do, a different, you know, culture. I think you said culture change at the beginning. We're a couple weeks in, games are starting. Have you seen that kind of manifest? Is it coming together the way you wanted it to? Yeah, we've had a great start to camp. I think guys are really embracing that. Um, but it started in the off season, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of with – you know the zoom calls and um it just there was a feeling that uh we were coming to work man it was like it wasn't like a you know let's come in and kind of tiptoe our way around so uh guys have definitely embraced that and that's the attitude that has uh, come out so um i think we're uh we're on the right track there and i'm excited what it's gonna look like you know here in a month or two trevor how different does this spring training feel to you two years ago uh there's a 
a lockout at the beginning. You come in, sign late, uh, have a baby due and delivered. You get sick a weekend. I mean, it was just kind of a whirlwind. This time a year ago, you're recovering from elbow surgery and obviously limited in what you can do. In some ways, does this feel like your real first spring training here? Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, you know, just like you said, you you know, you named all the all the stuff that goes on, and everyone everyone has stuff. You know, everyone's dealing with something. Um, but it is nice to feel like you know, pretty settled in and um, a normal spring, a healthy off season. Uh, I think that goes a long way for me. So I'm excited about, uh, like you said, it does feel like my first uh, like true spring training, true you know, kind of lead up to a year. So. Um, I'm looking to take advantage of that and uh, kind of show the player that um, that I know I can be. For you, obviously, you know, the elbow surgery, throwing is what everybody focuses on, and that's a big part of the progression and all that. The, the offensive struggles, was part of that, like, having kind of a new elbow, and was there any kind of, like, difference in the swing because of how that felt? <clears throat> you know, I think that's a good question. Um, I think, you know, maybe subconsciously, um, just maybe trying to protect a little bit, but you know, I, I don't, I don't like to lean on that. You know, I think that's kind of a, you know, an excuse a little bit. I think time away from the game is is uh, more so what showed its face last year. Um, you know, when you miss competition for you know ten months, you know, eleven months, it's uh, you know, without a spring, it can it can it can come on you quick, and that's kind of what happened, and um, so. Really, just trying to chalk it up to that, and not, um, you know, it's in the past, and you know, last year was last year, so um, not trying to like really identify what exactly it was, just make the adjustments and move forward. People have talked about the the hope that you can be the offensive player that you were in Colorado, that you haven't, for a number of reasons, been able to deliver here. Most of them health related. What are your expectations as a hitter? If they're not numerical goals, what do you have in mind to be that player again that you were for the Rockies here with the Red Sox? Yeah, I think for me it starts with the consistency. Um, I think we've seen it in flashes a little bit here and there. Um, but to me, that's the biggest thing that has stuck out. Um, you know, just, just being, being the consistent offensive player every single day, no matter who's pitching putting up quality ABs and um, that's what I'm excited about spring this year and uh, getting getting back to that getting my feet underneath me and um, feeling good in a timing sense where I have some you know I have some time to do that so um, that's really what it comes down to for me and there's other details but uh, you know for a strategic advantage not trying to let those out there's been a lot of talk too about trying to find a right-handed hitter to hit between Casas and Devers, balance the lineup out. There were some approaches to some free agents, some trade possibilities. None of those have taken place. So in the absence of that, do you want to be that guy, and can you be that guy? Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that's certainly how I see myself um, as an impact bat. Uh, you know, I've proven that in my career, um, but, you know, recently – it's been a little different, right? So, um, like you said, what you know, there, there's other stuff going on um, that could affect that. But um, yeah, I think we're always trying to, you know, add premier bats. And um, but to me, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm certainly thinking of myself as a premier bat. And um, 
yeah, it's uh, it's something that I think we'll see how, how it is at the end of the year. When you came here, the offense looked a lot different, right? You know, Xander and JD and some of these guys that were in it. Um, Turner last year obviously had a great year. What excites you about this kind of different looking lineup the Red Sox have now? Yeah, you know, it feels like a, a versatile group. Um, guys that, you know, with Cassis and Massa and, you know, Rafi, um, we, we have like really, really good hitters, I think, is, is what sticks out. You know, not guys that just hit for power or guys that, um, you know, strike out a lot, but I think we have a very versatile group of hitters that, you know, we feel like we can overwhelm some some pitching, and I think that that's going to be our plan. Where it's nine on one, um, you know. Of course, we're going to rely on the big boys to to do their thing and have their production. And um, so, I think uh, it's a young, hungry team, and I think we have a very good sense of of who we are and what we can do. So we believe that. On that note, have you ever had someone who approaches hitting in a unique? as uniquely as Tristan Casas does. Like, you ever had a teammate screaming out balls and strikes at the umpire or going through his routine? And, like, at what point was it, like, what the hell is this guy doing? And what time did that become just let him be and let him hit, you know? Um, <clears throat> he's very, very interesting when it comes to hitting, man. He's got a, he's a special hitting mind. And um, as we know, he has a process about what he does. And he believes in it. I think that's the main thing. You know, he's not just doing it to be different. But he knows what he needs to do to get ready to play. And he's going to do those things no matter what. <laughs> so I give him credit for that. And um, <clears throat> I think he's, uh, you know, he made some incredible strides and struggled early. Uh, really, I think, proved to himself and proved to everybody else, like, that he's that guy. And, um, you know, he, he took the reins and was one of the best hitters in baseball, I think, in the second half. So, um Pump for him, you know, uh, to, to kind of continue that trend, but a special hitter, a special hitting mind, and uh, he's good for our offense in, in total. And a Netflix superstar, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Netflix is going to love him. <laughs> he's he's the perfect personality for it. And it's, you know, it's cool to uh, show those different stories of different personalities of, uh, of baseball. That's, you know, it's a unique thing you don't get or you feel like uh, you can see so many different realms of life. We talked about your offensive struggles when you came back last year, but defensively you were right. What you picked up right where you left off. A huge number of defensive runs saved in about seven weeks at shortstop. Defense has been an issue here. It's been a focus in the off season and this spring. To your right is a guy will probably benefit from you being able to cover that six hole a little bit more and let him shade more to the line. And to your left is a guy who hasn't played a whole lot of second base and you haven't had a lot of opportunities to play next to him because he's got some uh, health issues of his own that they're bringing along slowly. Talk about both Grissom and Devers and what you can mean to both of them. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, it's no secret we struggled def defensively um, last year. And I think... Uh, you know, as the shortstop, I take a lot of pride in our, our defense just as a whole, but obviously on the infield. And um, so, and we've made it a point throughout the offseason <coughs> to touch with each other and be like, you know, we, we've set goals that, you know, we want to be a, a, a top 10, a five, top five, top 10 defense. And um, I think it's it's real, something real that we can do. You know, add T.O. in the outfield as a team, we feel like we're going to be much better. Um, and yeah, with Rafi, I think. You know, he's he's a guy, man, that 
you know, he's so talented, and I think um, just little details can uh, can go a long way for him. And you know, he's he's very in tune with those, and we, we talk about him often. And um, no one wants to be better than him, you know, at third base. So then when it comes to Vaughn, you know, just super athletic kid. I think he's got a chance to be really good. And you know, like you said, he's you know dealing with little health issues right now, but looking forward to just get out there and. and you know, get familiar, and we've we've already done a little bit of that. You know, back in Texas, so that's actually playing out pretty well right now for us. But um, yeah, I think just being athletic. Like you know, when I moved to moved offshore to play second for that year, it was just being athletic, not trying to overthink it, make the play, you know, and move on. And uh, you don't have to be super technical about it. Obviously, there's fundamentals to it, but um, use your strength. And for him, I think it's his athleticism. With Devers, it seems like, and you've seen it over the last couple of years there's consistency and then all of a sudden there's an error and then a wave at them right like it happens and it seems like he might be thinking too much out there as a leader of the infield as a good defender like what can you tell him about how to not let them pile up yeah it's uh it's similar to hitting you know um we have to have short memories in this game uh because a lot of times it's not gonna go good for you and uh offensively I'm, I'm, i'm saying um so i think you know, as long as he is prepared and he feels like, you know, mentally I'm there for each pitch and then an error happens, then you can live with that. But um, for me, I think, you know, it's the one that kind of catches you by surprise or you weren't, you know, ready on time. And those are the ones that kind of eat at you a little bit and can kind of uh, pile up. So um, you can live with that as long as you're, you felt prepared and you were on time. We touched a little earlier about your maybe taking on a bigger leadership role. Uh, that started in January when you had your infield camp uh, near your home in Texas. Um, how does that manifest itself on a daily basis here in camp? What are you doing maybe a little differently, a little more outspoken, a little more forward with guys that maybe you weren't doing the first two years here? Yeah, I think <clears throat> definitely more vocal. Um, if I see something, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, you know. <laughs> And that may not have been the case in the past. Uh, you know, maybe the new guy coming in, you know, I've, I've felt that. And, you know, you don't want to be stepping on people right away. Um, but I think, you know, that just comes with kind of the, the attitude and the culture that we've set. Like, you know, if someone needs to tell me something, they're going to tell me. And uh, like I said, that, that starts with me and Rafi being able to be vulnerable and coachable. And uh, so we set the tone there. And, um, yeah, it's uh, you want to you want to stop those little things if you see it. And uh, I think a big thing for me is you got to be. You know, the last two years I haven't played a lot, and um, I want to. You know, it, it lands better when you're the guy out there playing with them. You're going through all the tough, you know, all the tough stuff, and uh, guys can relate a little bit better when you're out there with them. Who are some of the guys either in Colorado or here that you? thought were particularly good leaders that you want to model that vocal leader after? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I play with some really good leaders. I think, like, the guys that come to mind are Ian Desmond, um, just incredible, lead by example, but also, um, you know, vocal when he needs to be. Um, And it's most of the time the vocal is not very often, you know. Um, It's little chatter on the field, ball talk and stuff like that, but... um, Guys like Gerardo Parra, um, 
you know, Nolan, Cargo, those guys, um, you know, different styles of it, leading by example. Um, but I would say the best um, vocal guy would, would have been Ian, and he's just, just a great leader, you know, in life too. Uh, as you get into camp here, uh, you know that expectations are modest for this team. Uh, the team didn't make a lot of additions in the offseason, but I know in your coming off the field interview today, you were talking a, a little bit about there's a little chip on the shoulder here and a little bit of, hey, let's show everyone that we're being underestimated. Uh, we're better than people think we are. How prevalent is that feeling in the clubhouse and how do you use that to channel it in a good way? It's <coughs> it's definitely real. Um, <clears throat> I think, like I've said, it's we have a very talented group and I think um, that gets overlooked a little bit, you know? Um, and, you know, we've added some additions that, you know, hasn't necessarily been players, but whether it's, you know, Bailey trying to get the best out of the pitching staff and, uh, you know, things like that. So I think, we, you know, we embrace it, man. It's uh, it's something that, you know, it has to be our identity if we want to be good. Because if we're, if we're sitting here, you know, believing all the stuff that's being said about us, you know, why even go out there and play? So um, it is going to be a big part of our identity. And, um but it's something that we truly believe. We know that we can pitch better. We know that we can hit better than we have in the past couple of years. And we've you know, we've been all right offensively. So um, defense comes into play there too. So uh, we, we we feel like overall we, we're attacking our weaknesses, um, you know, with the people that the personnel that we do have. And uh, that's why I think the the um, the feeling is 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 that way. Thanks again to Trevor Story. One thing we did not ask him, and I wanted to, but we let him go to play with his son, his young infant son, was he's a diehard UNC basketball fan. That's why he wears powder blue with his batting gloves. I think that's objectively the greatest part about Trevor Story. We're heading home. Uh, this will be the last Fenway rundown we do for Fort Myers together. Sean and Chris Smith will be coming back in a couple weeks, but at least for the next couple weeks for them and for the next few weeks for me, Work from home, as always, coverage on the site, the podcast, and the Fenway Rundown Insider Text. Which you can subscribe to by texting the word JOIN to 617-751-6257, then click the link to subscribe. We will give you a 14-day trial period, after which you will fall in love with it, and you will give us $4.99 per month. This has been the Fenway Rundown, brought to you by Mass Live.